With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. want to welcome everyone once again to the RF Sports Radio Show. I'm your host, RF. As you guys know, I have a co-host on the show. That's Royce. Royce will be joining us here uh, shortly in the program. Of course, we got another big, big Tuesday show for you guys. We're going to get into the NFL, get into a review for what happened last weekend. A lot of big NFL stories going on right now. Brad Childers gets fired, Bish Young, Jeff Fisher, a lot of stuff going on. We're going to talk a lot about that. Uh, you guys, you know, if you're listening to us live right now, you're more than welcome to call in and get into the broadcast. And that number again is 323-927-2906. That's 323-927-2906. So without further ado, let's go ahead and get the show started. We've got so much stuff to talk about today. So let me bring my co-host on real quick. Royce, how you doing tonight? Hey, right now, how's it going? There's a new sheriff in Cowboy Land named John Kidner. <laughs> We're going to talk about that, too. We get to a lot of John right. Kidner talk. Uh, also, too, the, this show is going to be a little special show also. we got an uh, interview uh, that we're going to do this show. i got an interview I did with Joe Kim Noah. Also with Derrick Rose, uh, this was part of the Mavs and Bulls game from Friday that we covered live at the AAC. So we're gonna play some audio from that as well too. But Royce, there's so much stuff going on in sports. I mean, right now it seems like every time our show comes on, I guess that's why we come on on Tuesdays. We got everything to talk about. Right. That's true. You have the big weekend for sports. You have to be right about that. Big announcements today too. Right. That's true. That's true. So we'll get into a lot of that talk. Let's talk first about the uh, Mavs versus the Bulls, a game that the show was able to be at on Friday night and cover. And this game here, I wanted to really go because I wanted to see Derrick Rose in person. I've never seen him play live. Uh, I saw him during the championships. He had a great game. His game's been improving. And that that was actually the case uh, when it came down to them coming to Dallas and playing the Mavs. Now, the Mavs started out real, real slow. During the first half, they only had one three-point out of eight attempts. And they also yeah, only yeah. shot 38%, um, you know, field goal as far as their pursuiting percentage goes. So they came out real slow. And the whole key to this game was basically rebounding. And, Royce, me, you talked about how the addition of Tyson Chandler would help them defensively right. down low. And we thought it would also help them get rebounds. But overall, they got out-rebounded big time. They only had um, – they actually only had – they got out-rebounded by 20 rebounds in that game. Now, it's kind of hard to yeah. do in the NBA, get out-rebounded by 20. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, you're right. They, you're, you're absolutely right, Ronnie. They did come out very sluggish. They uh, seemed to they couldn't get a run together quick enough. And, uh, you know, this Bulls team is really very, very good. You know, we talked about this earlier in the season. And how Derrick Rose, he's, he's like Kobe Bryant. He, you know, you can't stop him. But they let the other guys around and beat him, too, so. Yeah, I think that was the biggest key that lost. Yeah, the Mavs went into this game in the locker room down by four, uh, 39-35. The end, end result of this game was basically 88-83. to So they lost by five. And Dirk put on the show. Now, don't get me wrong, Dirk, is, Dirk was awesome that game. 
Dirk ended up with uh, 36 points. Uh, he also had 10 rebounds himself to have a double-double. So Dirk did his job. Just the other players around could not get any rebounds. I mean, the total number, I said 20, it was actually 25. Uh, Chicago right. had 59 rebounds, and Dallas only had 34. And you just can't win ball games like that in the NBA, especially against a team that has Joe Kim Noah. He right. came into that game second in the league in rebounding. And you got Lou Aldag, another tall player. And this guy, Taj Gibson, who hit a huge shot in the fourth quarter. Oh, yeah. He hit a huge yeah. three-point shot to put the Bulls up. It was a last-second, late in the shot clock uh, type of shot. And he's never hit a three-pointer before in a game, Royce. I mean, never. Not in college, right. not in high school, time, right. <laughs> anything. So we're going to yeah. hear a little bit from him as well, too. Let's listen to Coach Carlisle talk about why he thought his team lost the game, and he, he actually points out the rebounding as well, too. So let's listen to Coach Carlisle. You know, tonight I'm concerned about our rebounding. You know, look, at it. there's going to be nights Dirk's going to have a huge night. I mean, he's that great a player. Um, but, you know, 20 offensive rebounds and 25-second chance points to eight is, um, you know, you're just tempting fate too much. Simple as that. I mean, when that happens, you know, um, Plays like the, the Gibson heave at the end of the clock, you know, those go in. You know, and I, it was really it was disappointing just because we played so hard on some of those possessions and just weren't able to come up with the ball. So um, that's you know, unfortunately, that's that was the result. And they made you know they they made a few more shots. You talked about Chicago's high motor and how they Well, they're they're very persistent. Look, Noah's the second leading rebounder in the league. He might be number one after tonight. Um, and Gibson, you know, had a huge night on the boards too. So, um, and there were there were a few that you know we had and fumbled, and there were a few that we had and they ripped out of our hands. You know, so those are just uh, you know those are simple plays we got to make. And um, and when you don't make them, you know, they're lost possessions and they're. They're, more, they're additional opportunities for a good team. And so, you know, it's just, um, unfortunately, that's that's how you can lose games. <laughs> and lose a game, exactly what happened. Now, Coach talked about rebounding, talked about Ty Gibson and his big shot. So you hear some more comments and stuff about that. Let's listen to the Bulls head coach talk about how impressed he was with some of the play he got out of his bench players a play he's been getting for a while. So let's listen to Coach, Coach uh, Floyd with the Chicago Bulls. And I think uh, they're getting more comfortable. Uh, they're playing well. It gives us a chance to rest people. And uh, it, we're getting a different guy to step up every night. So, uh, you know, you're on the road like this. It's it's important. I, I, I'm confident in our bench. I think we have a really good bench. That's Coach uh, Tim Floyd talking about the bench play. And that's really what the game was. I mean, uh, Anybody came off the Chicago bench play with a lot of heart. The Mavs, they, they they didn't get a lot of good bench play. I mean, Karan Butler was nice. He had 12 points. But other than that, there was no other Mavs that had double figures. You just had Dirk with 36 and Karan with 12, and no one else could really, could really get it done. So that was a huge case of the game right there. And I don't know what happened with this rebounding thing, Royce. I had, you know, I had to ask Brendan Haywood 
what he thought about that. He's a huge contributor to the show, so I know he had some comments, and this is me talking to him about uh, what happened in that Bulls game with the rebounding, being out-rebounded by 25. Brandon Haywood, uh, what happened down low? I mean, you guys got out-rebounded a little bit. I mean, you guys played tough down low. You think it was just uh, not having, you know, positioning down low? Was it the zone defense? What do you think was the cause of being out-rebounded so much? Um, I think uh, sometimes it's hard to rebound out of the zone. I think tonight uh, we, we got caught with some uh, mismatches with, with uh, some of their bigs calling little guys in the zone. And sometimes this comes down to uh, attacking the ball and securing it, and we didn't do a good job of it. Now, Royce, i got to ask you, you know, I hear him talking about, you know, even Carlisle brought up his own defense during the press conference, but it's got to be more than that. It's got to be really hard and determination to be, to get out rebounded by 25. I mean, what do you think about that? Not not only that, plus the fact, Noah just really outplayed everybody uh, that we put up against him. He out-hustled. And, you know, uh, just just to talk about it for a minute, his offense has really improved since last year. He's a 10, 12-point-a-night game where he was just four or five points a game. He just really – the guy plays all heart, man. I mean, he gives you – 110% 110% every night. He gives 110% on every rebound. I mean, he just he, he just really out hustled, and we just got beat on the boards. You know, that's going to be a, a problem for us later on in the season. And speaking of bench play, uh, you know, we got a couple of guys that are not well. I, I figure later on in the season, we'll see mm-hmm. the guys get healthy that we'll have a better bench. But they, they were just sluggish. That night, and that's yeah. gonna happen. You know, some nights you're gonna be at your best, and I, plus I think they were drained from the New Orleans series. You know, back and forth. Mm-hmm. Right. That took a lot out of the math. So you're gonna have nights where you're not gonna get a lot out of your bench plays. You know, but Derek plays 110 percent every night. He does. He he's just been the MVP so far on this team, and you know, as Derek goes. Sometimes the team go, and in this instance, Dirk went and the team didn't follow. So it was just a matter of being out hustle and out played, and they, they were just sluggish. But, you know, you will have, like I said, you're going to have days like that, and you have days right. where you just come out and dominate. So I, I hope to see some improvement once some of these guys get healthy, you know, because down the stretch, you know you got to have a deep bench, or at least a contributing bench right. you know, when you get to the playoffs. Right, so it's a whole different ball game. Yeah, and they're actually they're in the whole they're in a brand new battle right now. They're hosting the Pistons tonight, and they're only up by three. They just took the lead off a of Dirk three pointer with about five five fifty left, five forty six left in the, in the fourth quarter. So we keep you guys updated on that. Now you brought up a, a really really big point about Joe Kim Noah. The guy plays a lot of hard. He's been playing with a lot of hard since college, since we've been watching him play basketball. And I had a chance to speak to him one on one. We talked about his heart. We talked about determination. And overall, how he felt about his Bulls team uh, going forward. They were getting ready to go on the road. They played tonight, the L.A. Lakers. So let's listen to a little interview I did with, with Joe Kim Noah. All right, Sports Radio, we're here with uh, Joe Kim Noah. Now, you guys had a big rebounding game. Can you talk a little bit about what was 
why you guys just dominated on the rebound on the boards like that down there? No, I think uh, we were definitely aggressive when it came to the boards. And, uh, you know, I think that, you know, when you, Taj, Taj Gibson was very aggressive, um, you know, I just, I'm just trying to have the mentality right now where every time the ball goes up, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm going for it. You know, I'm not, I'm not trying to, uh, <clears throat> I'm not running back on defense. I'm going with the mentality like this is mine. This is this. I want to get this ball, and I think that Taj Gibson did a great job. Uh, you know, you could tell that he had that same mentality tonight. And um, you know, when he rebounds like that, and then we have one of the best rebounders in the league who's still out. It shows how um, how scary we can be. But you know, we still have a lot, a long way to go. And um, but it's exciting. Now, I've been watching you since you were in college in Florida. I mean, you play with so much emotion. I mean, how important is that to have that kind of emotion, that fire, you know, when you're out there on the court, especially when you're trying to motivate not just yourself but your team also? No, it feels good, you know. I, I mean, you know, it, it feels good because you work so hard to, to accomplish one thing, and that's winning. And, you know, when, when you're tired, when, when, you know, your knees hurt after the game, there's nothing better than coming back with the guys, and especially on the road, and coming back and knowing that, you know, we we won we won a, a game where I mean we had the Bulls haven't done this in a long time you know so it feels great you know but at the same time we got the Lake Show next so gotta enjoy it but uh, understand that you know we got we got a big one in a couple of days. Now, talk about that a little bit. I mean you guys are basically you beat the Mavs. I mean they're, they're a pretty good team in the West. You guys are playing one of the best teams in the Lakers. I mean you know are you excited about playing these teams out West? Are you looking forward to going to LA and showing what you can do? Well, as a competitor, you want to play the best, you know. And these are the elite teams in the NBA, you know. And uh, to be able to compete against them, and there's nothing better, you know. It's the biggest stages in the world. Um, you know, that's what we grew up, you know, playing for. And uh, I'm, I try never to forget that. And um, I think it's, it's just re it's really exciting. And, no, and also knowing that we don't have... Wanna, we don't have a monster. We have a monster coming in pretty soon. So, uh, you know, I think we're playing good basketball, and we just gotta, we just gotta keep it up. They think Carlos is gonna help you guys when he gets in, especially you down low. What do you think? <laughs> <laughs> Come on now. Yeah. Ain't gonna lie, that guy, that, that man's a beast. Yeah. Yeah. You see, he's talking about Carlos Boozer right there. Boozer has been there. Right. Uh, so he hasn't right. had the chance to contribute to this team. This is a young Bulls team, but I was really impressed by how humble uh, Noah was. He gave me the time to give him the interview. And you heard him talk a lot about, you know, his mentality, how he plays with a lot of emotion right, and heart. Right, right, I mean, right, you got you to right. love hearing it from a young player. Right, and he said he played like every rebound and every, uh, you know, up to play his heels, you know, and I like that attitude. And, that, that, and you can see the improvement. Uh, from last year to this year, he's always been a, that good. But you can see he's even improved on the offense a lot. It's, you know, his scoring has gotten better. So I look for him to be a, a – he's a star in the making. I look for him to be a – make it to the all-star game. And like I say, when, when they do get called as Boozer back, they're going to be a – boy, they're going to be a threat. You remember, Rodney, I picked the Chicago as the East. Remember, I surprised y'all on my pick. Yeah. We talked about that. I told you it's a team you better look out for. They're real dangerous. But uh, this Maverick team, you know, uh, we t we talked about them. We know they are at 50 games, you know, uh, 
pick-to-win team, you know, right. but we want to see them go beyond that, just like the, the Rangers this year, you know what I mean? They always got close, but they never kicked the door in. Let's hope the Mavericks, you know, it's been a while since they've made it past the first and second round. Mm-hmm. So, uh, uh, this, I'm looking for this team to jail once everybody get healthy, you know, get on the same page, because on any given night, they, they can be one of the best teams in the NBA. You know, we've seen that. But it's just consistency, consistency, consistency. You know, and we talked about that, and Carlisle talked about that too. You have to defend your house, number one. And, yeah. you know, you have to be able to win on the road. And you really have to have bit, good business players. You know, because right. anybody, anybody starting could go out and somebody's going to step up. And even the second squad has got to be nowadays almost as good as the first squad. Well, you're right. You know, you're you know right. some, of these, you know, some of these teams, the second squad can go start anywhere, you know. You're right. So, yeah, there's, there's some teams that there's some really good benches. I, you know, for example, Boston. Boston's about to right, right. probably start in a lot of places right now, too. Right, to, to give right. a little bit more insight on everything, let me bring on our NBA uh, analyst real quick, huge contributor to the show. Uh, Rick, I got you on. I want to ask you real quick while I have you on, uh, you heard some of Joe Kim Noah's, uh, his interview that we did with him after the Mavs game. You heard him talk about hard determination. And right. they actually out-rebounded the Mavs that game by 25. I mean, that's a huge margin. I mean, do you think it came down to hard determination, some of the stuff that Noah said, or or was it like uh, Rick may have said with the zone defense that they play? Well, I mean, I think it was a mixture of, of, of both. You know, uh, I think that, you know, from the Bulls' perspective, you know, it was a lot of heart. Those guys played with heart. They played with energy. They played hard out there, and they was chasing pretty much every ball. But then on the Mavs, you know, from their end, you know, it, to me it just kind of looked like one of those games where they just wasn't up. You know, I mean, I don't know if it was because they was tired or whatever the reason was. It just looked like they wasn't really into it. It looked like Dirk tried to get them into it, you know, and Dirk did everything that he possibly could. But, you know, I don't I don't think the Mavs were just ready to play that day. You know, we, we both know, you know, we, all three of us and anybody listening to us, they know that the Mavs are a pretty good team. Not saying that they're that much better than the Bulls, but they are a better team than the Bulls are right yeah. now. Then what they show, they have a much better team than how they play. We know that. Well, yeah. The Mavs know, are actually and, I mean, it's, the, thing, the thing with the Mavs, you know, the Mavs are a pretty good team, but, you know, with them, the Mavs, are, they better take advantage of these home games. You know, it's not right. that they played a whole lot of them, but you know, they, they lost four games, and three of their four games have been uh, losses at home. You know, it right, doesn't seem right. like a big deal right now, but it could add up, you know, towards the right. end of the year when it comes to playoff positioning. Oh, I agree. I agree 100%. And while I got you guys on now, you heard everybody mention in their comments about Taj Gibson. Taj Gibson hit a, a huge shot. Uh, Taj Gibson is coming from USC. He hit a huge shot for them in the late in the fourth quarter. The time was running out. He just threw it basically up there uh, from well beyond the three-point line, hit a huge three. This was actually his first three that he's ever made in the game. So let's listen to some of his comments and and I was surprised by this when I heard this in the locker room. You never had a three-pointer at USC? Never had a three-pointer at USC. How about high school? Uh, high school, no. Come on. Never had a three-pointer. Never had a three-pointer. In, in practice, yeah. Coach lets me shoot him all the time in practice. But he said one day um, when I have the confidence I can step in and shoot him, he said, 
Um, right now, you just don't have the confidence right now. You can you can shoot the three, but it's all about having confidence. And tonight, I just stepped in and it's, it's got a, a good role, I guess. Yeah, that's got to be amazing, guys. This guy been playing basketball for a long time and never hit a three. I mean, what do y'all think about that? Rick, what do you think? It's it's possible for that to happen just because, <laughs> you know, really he's not that type of player. You know, and I mean, it's 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 hard to imagine. I mean, high school, college, you know, the whole shebang that you never hit a three. But you know, it is possible. I could definitely believe a situation like that in the NBA. But oh, you yeah. know, give him give him give him credit. He stepped into it and he got him one, and it was a big big shot for him. Big shot for him. My thing, well, you know, I, I, either he, either he's telling the truth, he's never hit a three, or he got bad memory, one or two. It's hard to imagine. Even I've hit a three. <laughs> You know, I didn't play. Well, I mean, you you got to take him at his word, you know. I mean, he said that. I mean, just for me, personally, it's hard to imagine that, you know. I mean, if, you, if you're in the NBA, then believe that you play a lot of basketball. You play right. a lot of basketball. You mean to tell me not one three? I mean, that's 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 that's, that's Well, we, we know that's not, that's not hard for me to relate. I've been playing golf, and I never had a hole in one. That's a whole totally different situation
not bad. That's not bad. That's not bad. Right. I see a little bit of both of their games in him. I mean, yeah, Derrick Rose is a little, little, little hot. He was he was a little bit hot after the game. He had on, on a five. Uh, Dirk kind of nicked him on the nose. It was a pretty deep cut. So he was kind of complaining a lot about his swag being down. So, but I did get a chance to actually talk to him a little bit, get a couple of questions in, and ask him about his development and how he sees everything going this season. Here's a little Derrick Rose audio. How big was it that you guys were able to dominate the boards down low and give you guys so many opportunities to hit shots? It's huge, you know, the guys are fighting. As as long as one and two guys are fighting, we all got to fight. And that's what we did tonight. Um, we're a real team. If we get down, we're not going to stop. We're going to continue to come back, and um, we're going to grind it out. Do you think playing so much basketball this year with the championships really helps your game? Yeah, we're a lot of confidence. Um, we're... Um, I'm, I'm playing with a lot of confidence, being aggressive. You know, if you leave me open, I'm shooting, <laughs> and they're going in. So, yeah, I can it ain't too much I can say about it. Good. Well, good luck in your life. Thank you, sir. Mm-hmm. Now, I like Derrick Rose for the simple fact he called me sir. He said, thank you, sir. That's that's respect right there. <laughs> Sorry, I'm cool with pretty, Derrick. That was a pretty good piece on him, you know. See, he, he knows it. The boy is explosive, man. The boy is very explosive, and he knows he's going to take advantage of anything that they give him. And he even mentioned it, you know, if they give me the open shot, I'm going to take it because people yeah. are known to give him that shot. I would rather back off you and let you shoot the shot because I know you can get bottom. You know, they go yeah. out there with that kind of mentality, so I'd rather take my chances there. So, you know, he's taking advantage of that, and like you say, it's going in. That's a scary yeah. situation. That boy is nice. Yeah, he is nice. He's really nice. And the Mavs did bounce back from that game. They did beat – Atlanta in Atlanta, so they did come back. They're actually up by two right now with 45 seconds left uh, against the Detroit Pistons, so they they could hold on to win this game. And they could go into uh, the Miami Heat game with two wins. Uh, So we're going to see what happens. And this Heat team, I know just real briefly, they lost two in a row. Way last uh, last game went one for 13. They're in in some bad shape. You don't have them, might be out for the season. So we don't know what kind of team. We're going to get in here on Saturday, so we'll, we'll talk a lot about that on, on Friday's show. But if you guys are listening to us live, you're more than welcome to call in, join the conversation, get involved, if you hear anything interesting that you want to comment on. The number, again, is 323-927-2906. If you want to chat, uh, join the chat room, go to blogtalkradio.com slash rfsports and keep in contact with the show at rfsportsradio.blogspot. Dot com or on Twitter at R Sports Radio as well too. Now guys, we got a lot of NFL stuff to talk about. Let's go ahead and get this out of the way first. Royce, you did win the picks this week. Ah, uh, did you hear that, Rick? Royce, you did win the picks this week, my friend. Yeah, yes, did I did. Yes, I did. So congratulations to Royce. Royce slapped my head this week, told me to shut up. <laughs> That's right. Did, and did y'all notice how I, I, I use this strategy of new way I pick now? You know, I, I think about it for a while, and, and I'm, I'm, I'm not really thinking about this. I expect to sweep the rest of the season. So get ready, you two. And then oh, I heard that <laughs> Okay. Okay. <laughs> now, before we get into the NFL real quick, a quick side note. Uh, congratulations to another local. Uh, sports athlete, that's Josh Hamilton, won the AL MVP. 
uh, today. So congratulations to him. He talked about a story of redemption of somebody coming full circle. Then definitely that's Josh Hamilton. So we send a shout out to him and and congratulate him on his AL MVP. So I guess the awards keep coming for the Rangers. Let's right. get into you the know, NFL real quick. Go ahead, Roy. So let me cut you out. Go ahead. Okay, just a quick note. That's a real good, real good story because at one point he was at the lowest, you know, in his life, and he, you know he had his rock bottom, and for him to bounce back and get MVP, man, it's, it's a big feat, and it, it's it's a lesson for everybody to take from. Yeah, I agree with you on that. So definitely congratulations to him and and the whole yeah. Rangers organization as well too. So congratulations to them as well. Now let's get into a couple of NFL big stories because we review. All the games, uh, they happened over the weekend. Let's get to one big story, and that's another coach has been fired. Brad Childers has been fired uh, by the Minnesota Vikings. He's been replaced with the interim head coach. Uh, it seems like this is kind of going around the league right now. And I think the whole key that every every coach right now needs to take notice, do not play Green Bay. Because if you play Green Bay and get blown out, <laughs> you're going to lose your job on Monday. It's the same thing happened to Wade Phillips, the same thing happened to Brad Childers. Both of them got blew out by Green Bay, and then they woke up on Monday, and they didn't have no job. So if you're coaching right, in the right. NFL right now, if you play Green Bay, be competitive, okay? Try to win. Try to win at that. So he's being replaced by Leslie Frazier. He was the defensive coordinator, now he's the interim head coach. So let me ask you guys off the bat your initial reaction to this, and what do you think really was the reason uh, that Brad Childers got fired. And, Royce, I'll start with you first. Well, you know, we talked about this a couple of weeks ago. It, it was something going on with uh, coaching players, you know, for a while. You know, before Randy Moss even got there and due to Randy Moss leaving, and then uh, they realized they had made a big mistake. And, you know, I think he really got blamed for what Brett Part is doing and has done to this team this year, the failure that they had. And uh, he just won a minute that's going to be gone at the end of the year. But uh, uh, I knew it was coming. You know, we all knew it was coming. Uh, Jerry kind of set the president. And I, I think what's really, if you notice, the Cowboys in Minnesota, and these two teams, were expectation was so high that uh, it really was a fall from good. So I think they're right. similar in that point because, Minnesota was uh, predicted to go very far, so was Dallas, and that didn't happen. Now, keep in mind, I mean, I know we we always talked about how him and uh, Brett were kind of joined at the hip. I mean, his career would basically go as, as Brett goes. But now he uh, is the coach that did bring Brett in last season. They were in a, within a field goal of going to the Super Bowl. So it's not like they didn't have any success with Brett, you know, before but, Rick, do you think it was just the fact that what's going on with Brad, his play, or was it something even more? I know he didn't have the support of a lot of players on the team, but he didn't have the support, support of a lot of players last year. Well, why make well, I mean, to be honest, I don't think him and him and Brad ever really had a relationship like that. I mean, where where would it stem from? You know, I'm not, I'm not necessarily sure of that. You know, see – Chili, I mean, give him credit. I mean, he he he's a smart he's a smart man, you know. But it's smart kind of in a in a con man's type of way, and his luck just ran out on him. He got caught up with, you know, 
because he's out there, you know, he's not really getting along with any of his players, but he's able to make things work. You know, sooner or later, that stuff just caught up with him. You got to be able to have relationships with people, you know, with your players. These people out here working for you, you know, you got to be able to relate to the players. And even if you don't relate, you got to have some type of relationship to where the players will respect you. And that man didn't really have any respect for him. I think he, he kind of used Brett Favre in a way, you know. I mean, he, let me bring Brett in so Brett can go ahead and help us and let's give it a run and get everybody excited. You know, we're going to go out here and win games. But I'm going to also give me a contract extension, too, while we get it. Yeah, yeah. I think that had a lot to do with, I think, losing the players in the locker room, the arguments that you kept hearing about. And, you know, we don't know everything. No one knows exactly what was happening in that locker room or on that practice field or behind closed doors. So I think it was even worse than maybe it was reported as. But I think the biggest reason to me why he got fired was the whole situation with Randy Moss. I mean, he lets Randy Moss go kind of real quick, and I think the owner wasn't on board with that. The owner wanted him to stay at least a little bit longer, finish out the season, maybe get him signed to a contract for next year, because he was still thinking about what they're going to do next year when Favre's not there. I think that was a big, big reason in the why uh, Childers had to be let go, because, I mean, how do you get rid of Randy Moss without having the blessing of the owner, the guy that cuts the checks? I don't think, I don't think there's no way you can keep your job after that. There's no doubt, you know, that that played a big part in it. You know, but, you know, Chili's time was just wearing out anyway. You know, it was way too much commotion going on. And no no businessman and no owner, you know, is going to appreciate situations like that, especially when you lose it. You out there winning, he's probably not going to care about this stuff. He's going to tell the players, shut up and play. You know, right. but if it's situations like that and they losing the way that they losing, nobody's gonna nobody's gonna appreciate that situation, man. His time was his time was just dwindling away anyway. Well, if y'all can remember, before Brad Far even came to Minnesota, Brad Judges was on uh, shaky ground anyway, and when Brad okay. came in, that saved his career, and he based his career on Brad Far. He sent a plane down there to get him. He said, players down there to get it to try to get that magic back that never happened from the year before. And he, he put everything on Brett Favre. Yeah. He did. And he brought him yeah, in. They won a whole yeah, lot did. of games. He got him a nice contract extension. And then him and Brett didn't get along the whole time. But that very next year, I'm not I'm not going down there to get you. I'm yeah. not going to come down there and get you. I'm players not going to through go. this no more. Players got to go. Yeah. And then okay. even the owner of Ziggy Wolf came out and he said today, yeah, the owner of Ziggy Wolf came out today and said it's often difficult to articulate one reason why change was needed. So, of course, he cites multiple reasons for doing so. And I thought this was interesting, too, when the interim head coach, the defensive coordinator, Leslie Frazier, took over, the first question they asked him was, who's the quarterback of this team, even though four of us have a subpar year? And he said, without a doubt, there's no hesitation for me in that regard. Brett Favre is our quarterback. He is our starting quarterback. So, I mean, what do we read into that? I mean, he comes out, he says it right away that, hey, he's our starter. He's who we're going with. That's what coaches are supposed to do. You got you have to come right in. If that's your situation, you have to come right in and take command of the situation. He might not even believe that. He might not even believe that himself. 
we're going to go with him. We're going to roll with him, but that don't mean that I won't have this other kid in here next week. You know, yeah. he's going in there and he's making a statement, and that's what coaches are supposed to do. Hopefully he's successful with it. And besides, what coach in his right mind is going to break Brett Favre's starting record? You know what I mean? What coach, you know, in the, in the NFL would, would stop this streak? Right. I mean, you know, you, the season's over with anyway. And uh, he'd get booed, and nobody would come to the game if he pulled Brett Favre. I mean, you got to yeah. think about that. I mean, what what coach would break his streak? You know it's his last year. And uh, I don't think anybody that will pull it. You know, he might not play the whole he, he, he got to start it. Right, right. Yeah, but I mean, well, what if he's playing Fred. sorry out there? What if he continues to play the way that he's been playing, do you think? The coach is gone anyway. That, now, that is definitely true. So they don't really have to worry about the fans too much. Right. right. Yeah. And plus the fact that he had, the Adrian Peters numbers have went down every year. Yeah, that's a failed experiment. You got the best running back, supposedly the best running back to ever come out of in the NFL, and his numbers go down every year. Yeah. Well, I think his numbers are just right on par with last season or better for this season. But they have uh, their their front their line has not been the same. They haven't been blocking the way they right. blocked last season. I mean, they, you can right. tell that from the way uh, Brett Favre's been getting pushed around and and sacked and beat up like he you know like not like before. Uh, but uh, but then uh, Brad Chitter did issue a, issue a statement through the team today. He says he's proud of his accomplishments and believes the foundation of this football team is stronger today than when he became the head coach. Uh, and that was released through the team. So reading to that, is, if you will. But Brad Chitter is out. This team has got slim, if no chances of even getting into the playoffs, especially with the Bears being 7-3. and three. And the uh, the Green Bay Packers rolling right along as well too, so we'll see we'll see what happens with this team. Of course, they're going to be a huge off season story because we're going to find out who's going to play quarterback. We don't know what's going to be happening with this team. What players are going to be there next year? So we'll keep tuned in this story. Now another another coaching story I want to get into, and this is the whole thing behind uh, Jeff Fisher and Vince Young. And me, and you've talked about this a little bit, Royce, wow. already. We kind of don't see eye to eye on this subject real quick. Well, let's just go ahead and give a little background on the situation. The Tennessee Titans played the Washington Redskins on Sunday. Uh, the game did go into overtime. Now, during that game, uh, apparently, uh, you know, on a play, Vishon got hurt. He had a you know, torn tendon in his thumb, which we found out later was a torn tendon. He did go into the locker room, did get it wrapped up, didn't get back, didn't go back in the game. Jeff Fisher wouldn't put him back in the game, so the trainers said that he could not gripped the ball was the reason why he couldn't come back in. And in a fit of rage, as Vince Young is known to do, throws his helmet and his um, shoulder pads into the crowd. And at that point, Jeff basically said, well, he quit on the team. They had a huge heated discussion, a heated argument, I should say, in the locker room about everything that was going on. Vince stormed out the building. Well, Michael Griffin, another uh, University of Texas player, ran and tried to catch up with uh Vince Young to get him to come back. He wouldn't come back. And so Jeff Fisher told the team that, hey, you know, Vince Young quit on you guys. He's not going to be the quarterback here, period. So Monday we hear about all this stuff going on. We find out he's got a torn tendon. He's going to have to have season injury surgery. They're going to place him on IR. And then today he tries to show up for a team meeting and basically got sent home. They told him, hey, we don't need you up here, you know. 
we don't want you here. You're quitting this team, and we don't want you here. But the interesting part of this story is the fact that the owner, Bud Adams, is saying, hey, I don't care what happens, uh, what you got to do, Jeff Fisher, but Vince Young is the starting quarterback of this team, and he will be the starting quarterback next year, period, whether you like it or not. So now you got the owner with the player, you got the coach, the longest tenure coach in the NFL is is basically fed up with Vince Young. I mean, there's reports about he never wanted Vince Young to be there in the first place. He really wanted Matt Leiner. I mean, so let me get you guys on this reaction on Vince's reaction during the game and what's going on with the situation now. And I'll start with you, Rick. Well, I mean, Vince Young should have stayed, you know, through the game. You know, no matter how mad he got, you know, but out of respect for, you know, the team and the whole situation, he should have stayed there. You know, I don't know if he took his pads off during the game and chucked them up into the stands. Is that what happened? That's that's basically what happened. But in this is towards the end of the game after they basically lost the game on the field goal. Uh, that's when he threw his, his shoulder pads and head went up into the stands. But in his defense, he says that normally he throws his uh, hat, he throws a wristband or a jersey into the stands every time. But apparently now he had the pads in the in the actual jersey, so I guess you could say he threw his pads in there. Well, I mean, you know, if that was his intentions, you you know, can't really get get mad at him. But you know, who knows? And you know, if my whole point is this: he, if the game was still going, he should have kept his pads on, going to the locker room. And I'm not really a big fan of having a knockout drag out, you know, with your coach like that. You know, if you're going to do that, you know, do that in, in private, especially if you're the leader of the team like that. You know, you, you're supposed to always have a respect for your coach. You know, this goes to show, though, if he's got that type of relationship with Bud Adams, you know, that's the reason owners can't get into situations like that. You can't, you can't have those kind of <clears throat> relationships with the players. That's one of those issues that Jerry Jones got. You know, you can't have that because you don't let the coach – you know, run the team, and now Vince Young is going to be there, and now they got a choice to make. Are you going to keep Vince Young, or are you going to keep Fisher? Right. You know, some right. choices got to some choices got to be made. I'm not a big fan of those, you know, types of situations. You know, but you know, Jeff Fisher probably took that a little too far too. You know, going back telling the team, you know, he 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 quit on you and all that, unless that was truly the situation at the end of the game. He wasn't going back in the game anyway. You know, and they already pulled the power move, putting them on into reserve. That's basically saying, no, nah, we don't want you. We, we're not going to play you no more this year. Right. But he's still a part of the team. How come he can't go to the meeting? He's still a part of the team. Yeah. You know, I think it's, it's a whole bunch of messed up parts to this situation as far as the way people are treating and the way people, the way people are getting treated and the way people are acting out there. It's, it's, it's a whole bunch of negativity going on. Right, and basically the way the story went today is he showed up uh, to the facility, um, and actually the Jeff Fisher found out he was there. He asked the quarterback's coach to go tell Vince, hey, we don't need you to come. And they released a statement today saying that, you know, it's kind of a kind of a retraction of what Jeff Fisher, maybe his intentions were, but they're saying that since he was on IR, uh, they said the same rules applied to him as any other player in the category. Players on IR are not required to be at any kind of team meetings. But this is your this is your quarterback though, your franchise guy. So, okay, Roy, what do you what do you think about his reaction? Let me 
me th- what do you think about his reaction rules during the game, and also what do you think about what's going on now? Okay. Let me say this. Number one, uh, Vince Young needs to grow up. Uh, there's been too much stories coming out about his his work ethics, his uh, not, not wanting to play, faking being hurt, off-field, panicked. Uh, you don't hear that about Drew Brees. You don't hear that about Troy Aikman. You don't hear that about certain quarterbacks. I mean, he needs to grow up. If you're gonna be quarterback, is the leader of the team. You got to lead on the field, off the field, during the game, after the game. I mean, that's your leadership role, and you have to be an example. He's been a, uh, uh, you know, I don't, I don't know the story behind that, but stuff that's come out in the news about him are mostly negative, you know, and the stuff that he's done to himself, it's not uh, anybody else doing. It's all on Vince Young. Uh, he doesn't practice. He doesn't do his treatments out there. The good, great quarterbacks in the, in the NFL that came to the NFL uh, work. I mean, they 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 go 100 percent and work out. You know what I mean? They study. They do what they're supposed to do. Vince Young needs to step up, grow up, be a man. Jeff Fisher has proven himself. Vince Young needs to prove himself. That's my opinion. Well, I mean, that's one way to look at it, but. But, I mean, this guy is a starting quarterback. He's a franchise guy. I think he deserves a little more respect than just saying, hey, well, you know, you can't go back in. No matter how hard you want to go back in this game, but, no, nah, we're going to play the rookie, you know? Well, Rodney, his thumb, he, I mean, how can you play with your thumb messed up like that? What was his injury? He had a, he had a torn tendon, as we see now. You can't throw a football. I mean, how, how good are you? How are you going to help the team if if you're 55%? I mean, you you make your, your, your coordinates count on you to throw the ball. How are you going to throw the ball with a torn tendon in your thumb? I mean, oh, he, he was on you, the sideline throwing the ball. You can't even hold the ball. Right. You know, let alone throw it. You know, you risk, you risk getting hurt again. He wasn't playing that great to begin with. But, you know, you can't deny the stuff that surrounds Vince Young, how much of that is his part? We don't know. But you can't deny the stories that you, that surrounded him, period. I mean, I, 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 I agree with him. How can you ignore I that? I agree. Oh, go ahead. Now, Ricky said you so agree with the fact that it's a lot of stuff going on around him. But, I mean, if, if you're the that? owner, I mean, if you're the owner of the team, I mean, you're looking at either I'm going to keep Vince Young or I'm going to keep – Jeff Fisher. Jeff Fisher's got a, a, a huge standing within that Nashville community. They love him down there. Vince Young hasn't really assimilated himself with Nashville like like a Steve McNair did when he was there, as much as he tried to. But they love Jeff Fisher down there. And if I had to make that decision, I'm keeping Jeff Fisher. I mean, but that's simply put. I agree with Royce. I mean, uh, uh, Vince Young needs to he needs to grow up. You're the quarterback of that 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 franchise, and if not that franchise. You know, hopefully some other franchise in your case. You know, you have to be able to to lead. I agree with you though. You know, he does. He deserves, you know, some respect. He deserves that. But I think it's a different kind of respect. I don't think it's that respect as far as going back in the game. You can't throw the ball. Okay, fine. But when it comes to that team meeting, you know, you should be allowed to come in there. Just like you yeah. said, the players aren't re- the players aren't required to come. But that's being required. Right. What about voluntary? Right. Right. Why? Well, you know, they're not letting him in the meetings. I can't understand that. But at the same time, there's an old adage that just, we just, 
has left us in NFL is no one player is bigger than the game. And I, I think they got away from that. Really, no one player is bigger than the game. Do you think you're bigger than the game? It's time for you to go. It's a team sport. Now, here's a young, what he says, biggest issue with Jeff Fisher was, is that Fisher lacked the confidence in him to return to the game when Young thought he could have continued to play with the thumb injury. And his comments to Adam checked out the game was it was just, it was frustrating. He felt like he could come in, felt like he could do something to be effective, and Fisher wouldn't even give him a chance to come in there. I mean, he is your star, he is your franchise guy. He's your star quarterback. You know, so I think he deserves a little bit more respect to come in if he wants to come in. Let me welcome on the caller real quick. Got people calling in that want to comment on this Vince Young, Jeff Fisher deal. And Colin, welcome you to the program, 6037. Call you live on the RS Sports Radio Show. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Oh, there you go. Hey, is. how you doing, man? <laughs> hey, what's going there on? Is. What's going on? Now, I do have to inform uh, you before you get started with your comments that Roy you, finished li- you finished last in the picks. I want you to know that. And Roy wow. Point. Incredible. Well, congratulations, Royce. Uh, it's nice to see the crown is passing around. And, uh, you know, I, I just want to let my know, my man know you are not invincible. You can't win them all, but <laughs> He told you, you came in and jinxed me, man. You came in. I thought you were going to at least win it, man. Hey, I, 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 I tried my, my best, you know. Uh, you know, I, I, I want to be. I I, I want to be at some specific spot in the lead. If I'm all the way in the front, that's cool. If I'm all the way in the back, that's fine. But uh, I don't like being in the middle. <laughs> <laughs> right. Let me ask you real quick. Well, let me ask you real quick. I got you on chosen. Now we get your comments on this whole Vince Young thing. I know you've been listening to the program. I mean, what are your thoughts, first of all, on, you know, the the line in the sand has been drawn between coach and player right here? I mean, these guys apparently, to little of my knowledge, never got along from the get-go. I thought Fisher was trying to mentor this guy, but they never got along from the get-go. He apparently didn't want him there. Now he doesn't want them nowhere around his team for the rest of the season. And, I mean, the, the owners already said no matter what happens, he's going to be the starting quarterback for this team next year. So, I mean, what what do you think happens from this point forward? Do you think Fisher's got to swallow his pride and say, hey, okay, i got to work with Vince Young? Or will Fisher just take his stand and move on? Well, I, I'll say this. You know, I, I agree with, with Royce. You know, no, no, no one player is bigger than the game of football. And I see two guys whose testosterone is pumping. You know, there's, there's a lot at stake here with this season and this team. They're definitely trying to uh, bring the championship home. And, you know, they got a lot of riding on their shoulders, a lot of pressure. And I think sometimes under pressure, especially under the scrutiny of the media, you know, things like this, instead of just getting swept to the side, kind of just keep going. I, I see what will probably happen is, is there's going to be probably some publicity stunt where, you know, some great moment left in the season where they bond and, they come on and they tell the press how they never should have spoken to each other like that because, you know, at the end of the day, the people want to see the team win. Nobody wants to see Vince Young leave, and nobody wants to see, uh, you know, Vince Young and, and, and Fisher get into it like that. So I expect an apology uh, made on both of each other's parties. 
And then, you know, if they part ways, it'll happen discreetly for other reasons. Mm, that's a good point. That's a good point. Now, Royce, you were saying something about, you know, do you think do you think that Red Fisher will be able to do that? Or you think the you well? Let me ask you this first, Royce, because I know we debated on this the other day. Well, yesterday, actually. Do you think do you think there's no way that the owner should, you know, take Vince Young over the coach? Well, uh, you know, sometimes the owner have to step in. Sometimes the owner have to step out. I don't own a team, so uh, you know, that's his money. And he has the right to say that. But I think I I, I got to agree with that. At some point, they make up. You know, Rodney, you and I argue. That don't mean we we don't like each other. You know what I mean? So well, I don't know I about that. You know, I look for <laughs> to make up. You know, and, and that that's gonna happen. <laughs> I mean, and when you talking about playing hurt. You look at the Cowboys situation when Tony Romo got hurt. He was trying to get back in the game, too. But they didn't let him back in. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah. Well, let me ask you guys real quick. I mean, do you, do you, how do you see this team finishing at 5-5 five and five right now? You think the season's really over? I, I know too many great players on that. Too many good players on that team. Uh, they, they got a chance to win. Good chance to win. Uh, winning a lot more games. Even without Vince Young. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens with that. Yeah. Let's look at a, let's look at a couple of other things. I think they defense can, can, can help them out, but, you know, I'm not sure what they'll be able to do with the with their offenses, you know, situation. I don't know. I think it'll be. You know what? You know what? If I was Vince Young and had a chance to play – Randy Moss, don't you know I was been at practice early and left practice late? You know what Man, I mean? What I just for real. Right. I've been the last one to leave practice. Me and Randy <laughs> Moss were out there throwing balls that we couldn't see anymore. Yeah, oh, yeah, I agree. Randy, Randy would have to tell me, man, I'm tired of playing catch with you, man. <laughs> I agree with you guys on that. Well, the Titans lose in overtime 19-16 to the Redskins. The Redskins now... A five and five as well, and a couple of other scores we got. We got the Bills. Uh, the Bills did win, and uh, who picked the Bills to win? Royce, you picked the Bills, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I, yes, I did. Yeah, you picked the Bills to win. <laughs> <laughs> so they beat the Bengals forty-nine to thirty-one. Uh, Fitzpatrick had another huge day, three hundred sixteen yards passing, four TDs. Uh, the Chiefs beat up on the Cardinals thirty-one to thirteen. Uh, also, of course, the Thursday night game, which we talked about on Thursday, but the Bears beat the crap out of the Dolphins. Dolphins didn't even put up any points. Uh, then you had the uh, Packers, and we talked about them beating up on the Vikings, 31 to three. Of course, they, of course, the Packers get another coach fired during midseason. Uh, the Jets they win on a late game touchdown to Antonio Holmes, 30-27 over, over the Texans. I mean, the Texans must have had bad luck or what? They've lost two games in two weeks in a row. On the last play, I mean, is that just calm or bad luck, or is, or is it is there pass defense is that bad? What you think, Ross? It's a little bit of both, Rodney. You know, uh, it, it, I don't know what it is. Maybe they just jinx. Yeah, it, it's very, not running. very hard to explain. It's it, yeah. that's, <laughs> that situation there is hard to explain. I, I and I wouldn't say. That it's karma. I don't. I don't. I don't know if it would be karma. You know. I mean, what have they done? 
yeah. <laughs> what, what what what's been a bad situation out there for him? I don't, I don't know, man. They just ain't able to pull it out for some reason. Yeah, they look yeah. good one week, next week they don't. But yeah, now the Steelers, they, they did run up, up against two. Go ahead, oh, go yeah. ahead, Rick. No, I was saying they did run up against you know two two um, good teams, you know yeah. that that they could have beat them. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, that's true too. Now, Steelers beat up on the Raiders, thirty-five to three. Uh, the Panthers lose to the Ravens, thirty-seven to thirteen. Ravens are still rolling. The Falcons, they still roll. They beat up on the Rams, 34-17. Jaguars win against the Browns, 24-20. Saints win, 34-19 over the Seahawks. 49ers don't score a touchdown in it with the goose egg, and they get beat by um, they get beat by the Buccaneers, 21-0. And a young Bucks team that's not seven and three. Then you got the Colts and the Patriots. Patriots oh, win the wow. game, 31-28. Manning was driving late. He did go for 396 yards and four TDs. Just couldn't pull out the win through an interception in that game. The Eagles, they beat up on the Giants, 27-17. Michael Vick did look like a human all of a sudden. He didn't throw any touchdowns. He did run for one. He had 258 yards passing. And on Monday night, the Chargers beat up on the Broncos, 35-14. Beat up on the Broncos. Yeah, they, they did. The they definitely did that. And Phillip Rivers had another huge game through for four TDs in that game as well, too. But, of course, you know i got to ask you guys and get you guys' analysis of this Cowboys-Lions game. Uh, the, the Cowboys beat the Lions 35-19. to They actually went into uh, halftime down by three. It was 10-7 going into halftime. They didn't score any points in the second quarter. And I know you guys remember this play in the third quarter with – uh, McCann, the rookie out of uh, SMU. Now, let me ask you guys this question. This is what I'm thinking. From what I see from McCann, he's a home run hitter. He's a guy that you got to have on the field in some kind of capacity, in some kind of way. On defense, he ran back a 101-yard touchdown. On special teams, he ran back a 98-yard touchdown. So let me ask you guys real quick, and Rick, I'm going to ask you first, should McCann be started in front of Newman? No, 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 no. He shouldn't. No, he shouldn't be starting in front of Newman. You know, no, no. I do think I agree with you know get him in some opportunities and get him out there on the field. You know, he did have two excellent plays. You know, one interception that you know really came right to him. He really didn't have to make that play, but he had the the wit about him to say, you know, boom, I got this. I'm taking this back to the house. You know, which the same thing he did, you know, when the Giants touched the ball. You know, get that get that boy uh credit. They touched the ball, he was smart enough to grab that and just jet out on them. You know, but he still got a lot lot to do out there, you know, as far as being able to uh cover, as far as being able to uh uh read defenses and knowing the plays out there, you know, he's got a lot lot to learn, he's got a lot to do. But do get him on the field because obviously he's going to make some happen. Punt return, kick return, something, get him out there. Yeah, I agree with you on that. he got to be out there. Now, this is what I was thinking. Now, this is just me in my mind and how I'm thinking. Why not try Terrence Newman back there in safety? You know, let Brian McCann play play on the corner, put Terrence Newman back there in safety, let him play in some open space. I mean, why not try that? I mean, we tried everything else. I like McCann. I like. I just like him on the field. 
I mean, give him some opportunities again, you know, give him some opportunities in nickel packages or dime packages, you know, uh, whenever Newman gets tired. But, you know, make no bones about it, Newman is still a very good cover corner. Now, he's not one of the, he's not the best in the league, probably not even, you know, top five at this point anymore. Used to be. But, you know, Terrence Newman, he's one of those players where he's not really going to get you a whole lot of interceptions. And people may catch the ball in front of him, you know, but he usually stops that. And he's been having a bad stretch of games, you know, and he's going to have those games where, with just like every other corner, where they're going to beat you on, on some pass plays. It's just going to happen. You know, Champ Bailey will do that. It's very rare that you go a whole game without getting beat. Yeah, yeah. But McCann is not on that. Are you impressed, Royce, with what you saw to Brian McCann again? My opinion is why not, why not let him play? Chance Newman has yet to play a, play a whole season, period, uh, with the Cowboys. And you got to replace it somewhere. It's, it's end of the year clearance for the Cowboys. It's inventory time. That's a good thing about Wade Phillips getting fired. He probably would have never played. But it's time to do inventory. It's time to revamp this team. And uh, y'all ought to be glad he's out there. You see what you got. I, I say why not let a lot of guys play. Because it's time to clean house. It's inventory. you got to take the stock of this team, this franchise. So why not let him play? Dude, I agree. Let him play. He's supposed to play, but I wouldn't put him out there on top of Newman, though. <laughs> I mean, he'll get, what he said. he'll get some of Scandry's reps. <laughs> they, they play better when it's Newman and uh, Jenkins were out. They play better than the defense. I mean, you know, cause I thought really, you know, it was just that time for the uh, the Cowboys to win that game when they was put in that situation. I just thought they, they – Went into the game with momentum, and they had it the whole way against the Giants we're talking about when they both went out. But yeah. other than that, I mean, man, look, McCann, you know, he's, I think he's got the potential to be a, a, a very good player and do get him on the field. Newman can't play the whole game. Jenkins can't play the whole game. Get him out there on the field and get him some opportunity, but don't put him out there on top of one of those boys. Though. Well, I got a question. What do you do with Newman next year? Do you cut it or do you keep it? Newman is under contract. You you go why why not why cut him? If you cut him, you ain't gonna do number two the bank. You ain't gonna do number two the bank. I would I would honestly like to see Newman. I would like to see Newman try safety. I'm just just my opinion. I think if if we can find some young guys to step up and play corner like a McCann uh, or whoever Scandrick whoever. Maybe try Newman in safety. I don't see nothing wrong with him playing safety. I know he's not going to be a hard-hitting safety. He's not going to be Troy Palomalu out there, but he can cover a little bit. I think he'll be okay in space. Uh, Chosen, what do you think? I mean, did you get a chance to see Brian McCann and what do you think about what he's doing? And do you think he could possibly take Newman's spot? I, I, I don't see that happening. I really don't. You know, it's a reason why you go through training camp. It's a reason why they scout guys in the preseason. And obviously, from the beginning of the season, they didn't, you know, see starter quality in him. You know, I definitely think he came in and he played his role and and gave the support that was needed at the time he was asked for. And he did what was expected of him. But I don't think you take someone that is off the bench and done what they've done and turn him into a a superstar, especially with what happened with, you know, the Cowboys and the Tony Romo situation. Well, my opinion... Cowboys need to revamp their entire team. That's mm. my opinion. 
my opinion. You know, apparently, for the last three years, this team hasn't worked. The new addition of Dez Bryant was the biggest change this team had in three years, even with the addition of Roy Williams. I mean, I mean, yeah. it, 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 at some point, you, you got to look at this team, and is this what you want on the field next year? Well, one player I can say for sure that we're going to have on the field next year and for the years to come, and that's Dez Bryant. Dez Bryant had another a nice game, did catch a touchdown. He did look good out there. He's basically become Kidna's go-to guy. And that Kidna did get a chance to find Miles Austin in the end zone for twice uh, this past game. But let's talk a little bit about what Kidna's out there doing because I got a big question for you guys. You know, Kidna's playing very, very well. He's having some big games. He's getting the ball to a lot of receivers. Now, what happens when Romo gets healthy? I mean, do we see Romo coming right in immediately? Or do you stay and you roll the dice with John Kidna and the way he's playing? And I ask, I ask you first, Chosen, what do you think? I personally feel like, um, you know, you, you keep Romo healthy. And the way to keep him healthy is by not letting him start at this present time. If we are going to go with him, uh, you know, the type of injury that he sustained, I would let Kidna finish the season. I mean, I, I I really don't believe that Tony would come back in and make a change, but that's just wishful thinking. The reality of the fact is, is when Romo is healthy, he will take the starting position again. In my opinion, I think he rolled with Kidner for the rest of the season. I don't think there's any reason right now to put Romo in. I don't understand why Romo hasn't had the surgery already uh, to get ready for next season. I don't know what they – keeping a man for because it's hard. You can't change winning. If you're winning, there's no other way to go but but to stay winning. And right now, Kenneth's got this team winning for whatever reason. He's saying something in that huddle to get everybody on offense clicking. The offensive line is blocking a whole lot better with Kenneth back there for whatever reason. And call it whatever you want, but Kenneth's got this team, this offense clicking. And all of a sudden, he's running the offense. He's running the Jason Garrett offense better than Romo did. All right. And, you know, even the running game has improved. But I, you, you have to keep kidding. And, uh, like I said, that's not an injury. Tony Romo can, can get over that quick. Even if you feel like playing, do you, you know, you don't play him. You, you just really scratch him for the rest of the season, let him get healthy for next year. But uh, I told y'all, Kidna was going to win some games. And uh, he, uh, he developed a chemistry with these guys, especially with Des Bryant. I mean, why would you change that chemistry? Rick, what do you think? you think Romo comes in as soon as he's ready to play? Oh, man, without question, Romo is going to come in. You know, I, you know, and me personally, you know, I probably would go with uh, Romo too. You know, and that's probably because of the fact that, you know, I've seen Romo more. I trust Romo more no matter what's really going on out there on the field, even if they, they are winning. You know, I, I do – believe in, in, in loyalty when you've had some success. You know, I do believe in that. You know, but I completely expected, you know, um John Kidner to come out there and play well. I mean I gave him credit for the jump, you know, you know, and one of the things I've said, you know, you you're not gonna be in the league that long and not be able to, to, to play the position. Not that position right there. You're not going to be able to do that, and you know he had he had to have something in order to you know stay in the league that long. 
Yeah, well, I agree with you on that, but I don't think Ken has ever had a, a team that's loaded with the talent that he has right. on and he offense, has. you know. Right. He, I think that's plays a huge factor as well, too. But why mess up a good thing? That's what I understand. I mean, even if, you know, Romo, say Romo comes in and plays well, I mean, they still win the games, but they win the games now. So why mess with the with, with whatever timing that uh, Kidna has with, with Miles Austin, whatever timing he has with Dez Bryant? He's got great timing with these receivers right now. Why mess that up? You know, I mean, because in, in this, especially in this particular situation, I don't, you know, think no matter what they do that they're going to make it, you know, into the playoffs. I really, I, I really don't think that, you know. But if they were, you know, I would definitely go with Romo, and that's only if Romo is completely healthy. He's got to be healthy. I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't risk it. Don't get me wrong, and I wouldn't rush him back, you know. But Romo has been the quarterback of this team, and I'm, I'm, I'm going to have Romo going forward. You know, I'm going to put him out there and see what we can do. I wouldn't even send that that type of uh, a message like that. This is this is the man right here. But Romo's been your quarterback. What have you done? He, I mean, yeah. Romo, Romo has he's been the quarterback, you know. But we all know, you know, if. If he's healthy, we know he's going to come back, you know. And we know going forward, Kidna's chances of being here is nowhere as good as Romo's. We know well, yeah, Romo is going to be the quarterback going forward. You know, I, I guarantee you they're going to put him back in. But like I say, for me personally, I still would go with him too. And, again, it's probably because I've seen Romo more and I, I just trust him more for whatever reason. Now let me, now let me ask someone that's, that's not a, a, a Cowboy fan. He's got a very objective outlook on what the Cowboys are going to do. I want to get his opinion real quick. So let me welcome in our resident uh, New England Patriot analyst. Uh, and that's Chris. I want to keep me on the line real quick. Now, Chris, now we're talking about John Kidna versus Tony Romo, if Romo should come back when he gets healthy. Let me take the question even further. Say we do, you know, by whatever chance, win out in these rest of the games we have. We get down to the game against Philadelphia. If Romo's healthy, Romo's back, it's a game where if we win, we get into the playoffs. Do we put Romo back in? Do you stay with Kidna? Do you stay with the with with the guy that brought you there? Well, first of all, first of all, let me tap on a few things that I heard earlier. I heard the little uh, the, the discussion about McCain and uh, and uh, Newman. Now, Newman, uh, as far as, like, he's had a bad couple of games. I did hear the comment he's had a bad couple of games, but he's had a bad couple of seasons. You know what I mean? I mean, he's getting every week, week after week, he's always on the highlight reel and it ain't good. You know what I mean? I'm just saying I like the idea of putting him in a different place. Maybe he just just ain't in that position. You know what I mean? And that's that's what I personally think, you know. And and also uh, with the Romo issue, when he gets healthy, when he comes back, I mean, Romo, Romo might be your guy, you know what I mean? I mean, he's not going to be the guy that really kind of takes you through. He's just coming off a, a big injury. You know what I mean? He's a risk of getting hurt as soon as he come out there. So, I mean, he pretty much can kind of just roll with Kinder for the rest of the season. But, I mean, next season, possibly he could come back, but I mean I see more of a spark under under Kidna than I do Romo. I mean I'm just I just going off of what I see. Right. That's why I wanted to ask you. You look at the effort everybody did. I mean, 
you look at just the same way as as, as y'all made the comment of saying where you can't bring somebody off a bench and make them a superstar. Well, you ain't done that to everybody on your team. You ain't done that to everybody on your team. As soon as they have a good couple of games or a good couple or a good season, you're signing them a big contract, and now they start their dating Kim Kardashian and everything else. Uh-huh. To Jessica yeah. Simpson and all <laughs> That's one point. That's one point. Yeah, so I mean, let me you know, ask you, you, we get – let me ask you real quick, Toast. We get down to the game against Philadelphia, last game of the season. Kidna's been winning, been winning now. We got a chance to get to the playoffs. Romo's back. He's healthy. He's practiced. Do we bring Romo back in? Do you stay with Kidna that last game? It, it, I'm going to say this. If Jerry Jones is serious about what he said in that press conference, and I saw that, that everybody's going to be held accountable. He has to stick to that, and that goes for people that think that jobs are, are secure and uh, and they're not, and if he meant what he said, he needs to do what he said. So it's interesting to see if he's going to follow through on that. But I tell you what, everybody should be, and if Jerry really meant that, everybody's job there, Jeff, including Terrence Newman, and that should conclude Tony Romo, too. Rick, what do you think, man? Last game of the season, we got a chance to go to playoffs. Oh uh, yeah, I mean, I'm 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 pretty much solo Johnson on this one, uh, because I'm 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 riding with with Romo, you know, and I'm definitely gonna ride with Terrence Newman in that situation too, you know. Without how long you been riding with Romo? How long you gonna ride with Romo? It's been a few years. I mean, Romo get a couple more years out of me. He get a couple more years because I I do know that you know it's not you know, a one-man situation as far as winning a championship. Romo is good enough to, to get us there. You know, Romo got things to, to clean up out there. But once he get that, you know, and I'm giving him a chance. I mean, he gives me a chance, you know, to win when I see him out there on the field. Now, he will lose two games on interception. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. Newman did make the demo last year, didn't he? Do you honestly believe that Romo is going to be that guy to bring you a championship? I mean, look at all the quarterbacks who won a championship. At this point in Romo's career and with what he's doing with the Dallas Cowboys, he's still got a chance to do that. You know, that's that's my opinion. He's still got a chance to do that. Now, he can go another three, four years and ain't being able to, to do what they need to do. It's time to move around. You know, you know what, Rick? Or, 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 or let me say this. It's a better situation. People like John Elway had chances and chances to try to get a bowl. Dan Marino, uh, Peyton Manning, and, you know what I mean? You have quarterbacks, great quarterbacks, man, that, that put Romo to shame, that that a struggle to get in there and be that Super Bowl quarterback and bring home a trophy, man. I don't think Romo's that guy. Okay, well, that's yeah, a I, different debate. That's, that's, that's yeah, a different way to feel like Romo's going to be the guy. What I'm asking you is, if we get to that last game of the season, are you going to put Romo in? You're going to stay with Kidna? Romo, course, I mean, for me, is going to come in right there. I think he's coming back off the injury, Rick. You put him in there, he'll risk. But he look what he said though is if he if he's healthy if he's completely healthy he's like healthy, that, completely he, healthy. He's going to come in. And Romo is going to come in and play. Well, I, 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 I would put him back in. Let me say this. Go ahead. Let me say this. 
and, and it make you remember that I told you this. Right on. Dallas, Dallas had a quarterback named Danny White. They broke every record. Now listen to this. Listen to this. Cowboys had a quarterback named Danny White. They won. They broke all kind of records. And, and I mean, fashion yards, but he couldn't win the game. Tony Romo is just another Danny White. You remember I told you this. I'm not gonna argue that. <laughs> I'm not gonna argue that. But when Danny, when Danny when Danny White was playing, you know, I'm sitting there riding with him too. Yeah. Now of course I'm a kid, but I still want the Cowboys to win the Super Bowl. Right, we got to right. do that. He's yeah, giving us right. a chance. He's giving us a chance to win. He just wasn't able to, you know, pull it all the way over, including the rest of the team. They just wasn't able to do that. Yeah. Well, we got about but the same that same guy that can't get the engine turned over. The engine still stopped. Yeah. I think Romo needs to clean up a few things as far as his game is concerned. But I don't think, you know, the the, the problems that he has is enough to keep them from the Super Bowl. They still can have a better team. It wasn't all Romo like that. Romo can yeah. do enough to win some football games. Man, I don't know why that's so hard to say. <laughs> I say draft well, your quarterback me, next draft. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not disagreeing with Let me that. ask you guys real quick, and Rick and uh, Chris, you can get in on this too, but since it is uh, Tuesday and, uh, of course, Thursday is going to be Thanksgiving and we're going to be on Thursday. Thursday, we're going to be on on Friday at 9.30 to 11 o'clock Central Standard Time. And since we're going to be missing Thursday, we got to pick the Thursday games. We, don't, we didn't do that last week, so we're going to pick them real quick this week. Uh, Chris, you can get in on this as well, too, that way you can join. Uh, Chosen, let me see if I got him back. Chosen, I got you back on the line? Yeah, I'm here. I'm here. Okay, so you can pick these games as well, too. And our special uh, Thanksgiving Day picks real fast. And, Roy, since you won last week, you get to pick first. So there you let's go. start out with the first game. You got the Patriots uh, and the Lions. Woo-hoo. Oh, man, the Patriots come on. and the Lions. Come on, man. played in, uh, in Detroit. So, Royce, I'll let you pick first in this game. I'm, I'm still riding with the Patriots. Thank you, yeah, boy. That's a smart man. Riding you learned something from him. <laughs> riding that hard. <laughs> All right, and Chris, who are you picking? You picking the, Chris, you picking the Lions? Man, come on, man. Don't insult me, man. We riding with winners, man. Every week, week after week, man, we win. That's what we do. It's hard, but somebody's got to do it, man. Mm-hmm. And tell matter of fact, it's going to be an awesome game. It's going to be an awesome game because uh, a friend of ours, oh, uh, uh, Marcus, is going to be down here Friday, actually. So he can he can come, uh, my friend from Detroit, so he can definitely come enjoy that loss with me on Friday when he gets there. <laughs> now, uh, Rick, I get to ask you next, man, who you picking this game? Pages of the line. Uh, uh, against my will. But, of course, my better judgment tells me to pick the Patriots, and that's what I'm going to do. Hey man, speak it. <laughs> so who you picking this game? You picking the Patriots or you picking the Lions? Oh, it's no contest. The Patriots are all day long. Okay, so you going with the Patriots here? Speak it. Now me, I guess I'm gonna be out on a limb this game. They I guess I'm gonna be out on a limb. God, come on and say it, man. Doesn't hurt you that bad to say it. <laughs> <laughs> now, I'm going to pick the Patriots to win this game. I'm going to pick the Patriots. Uh, and the truth shall set you free. 
I'm gonna pick the pass to win this game. <laughs> I'm gonna pick the pass, man. <laughs> then we got the uh we got the Bengals and the Jets. Uh Bengals are two and eight as you guys know. Jets are eight and two right now. Uh Costa Palmer having this trouble as always. It, this team did put up thirty one points last week, although they lost to the Bills and basically lost in the whole second half of the game. So Royce, you get to pick first. You picking Cincinnati, you picking the Jets at home. I I I'm riding that jet. Got just took out. First place. <laughs> Rick, who you picking this game? J E T S. Jets, Jets, Jets. Mm, that's simple as said. Chris, who you picking? Even though these boys will probably be facing us to get to that big game in February, man. I'm gonna roll with the Jets. Mm. That doesn't help you out. As much as it hurts me to go against Ocho Cinco, man, and Tio. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to both of them. I'm going to still watch the show. You know what I mean? There ain't, ain't no, no, nothing personal at all, man. Just, you know, it's mathematics. All right, Chosen, who you picking this game? Oh, Jets. I mean, this is their most important game of the season. This is where the season starts, where teams have to decide, you know, what they're going right. to do this season. Yeah, right. you're right about that. I'm going to roll with the Jets as well, too. They win two close games like that back-to-back. They build a lot of character on the team, especially with a young quarterback like Sanchez. I'm going to ride with the Jets. Now, of course, we got to pick the biggest game on Thursday, the game that means everything in the NFL Thursday, and that's the Saints and the Cowboys. Cowboys got a home game against the Saints, a team they beat last season, although they defended Super Bowl champs. So, Royce, of course, you get to pick first, man. You know, a couple of weeks ago, uh, Cowboys fans are like Saints fans with bags over their head. But I'm going to go with the defending champs. I said they will make it all the way. I said that Saints keep marching in. Hmm. Hmm. Chris, who you picking? Hey, man. Uh, it pains me, man. It does. But I'm I'm rolling with the Saints, man. I think the Saints going to go squeeze it out, man. I mean, I, I'm so just going to be me, honest, I man. Picked, that, I picked the first. Patriots. You picked the Saints? I mean, hey, I'm just rolling with, with, with hey, it's mathematics, man. I mean, you know, <laughs> I, I would like to roll with the Cowboys and have that confidence, man. I feel a little two-game stretch, man. But the reality is, man, I mean, I don't know, man. They might be the engine they could, man, but I still ain't convinced, man. You know, it's a beautiful story, but come on, man. It's 2010. Ain't none of that going on out there. All right, tell I mean, me who you picking, the Cowboys or the Saints? I know you got a soft spot for the Saints, so. Oh, no, I don't have a soft spot at, at all at, at all <laughs> in my heart for the Saints. You know, I I, I – I, I got to say, I'm rolling with the boys on this one. I'm rolling with the boys. All right. Oh, we got, we got a hot streak going. You know, oh, I, I've been tough goodness. on my team. But this, this, yes, is, yes. this is that team. This is that team <laughs> where the boy earns his head coaching job. There you go. That's a good, that's a good yes, way to look at it. And I'm I going, with, I'm going with the boys as well. I'm going, with, I'm going with the Dallas Cowboys defense. also. I'm going with the Dallas Cowboys to win this game. Win this game big, too. Rick, you, you, oh, you know, without question, my famineship will never allow me to pick against the Cowboys. I'm going with the three and seven Cowboys, man. That's what's up. Now, Rick, you're not going to follow me this week? You don't want to be nah. in the winner's circle? No, nah, no, nah, not, not that one. <laughs> not that one. 
I catch that with you. I catch that with you on Friday. I catch that with you on Friday, man. <laughs> and Joseph, you too. You know, now, I, I just gotta we... say, yeah, I, I, you know, it's just it's all about the Cowboys right now. Go boys! Right on. Go. There we go. Three to two. Now before we mm-hmm. before we end the show mm-hmm. real quick, while I got everybody on, I want to thank you guys for coming on. First of all, if you guys are downloading the show on the next day, you can always stay in contact with the show at rfsportsradio.blogspot.com or also at blogtalkradio.com slash rfsports. You can email us at rfsportsradio at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at rfsportsradio. Or, of course, you can always um, call us if you listen to us live. That's every Tuesday and Thursday, 9.30 to 11 p.m. Central Standard Time, 323-927-2906. Now, real quick before we go, we got about five minutes left in the program. I want to ask you guys, now that we're about we're 12 weeks into the NFL season, teams are starting to really show their real identity. The playoff pitch is starting to take hold a little bit. Royce, who you picking? And you you get a chance now to change your pick. Who you picking to win the NFC? Who you picking to win the AFC? Who's the best team? I New England, say. I can say winner. New England, AFC, and NFC. I, I got two teams. I'm gonna say New Orleans slash Philly. Slash Philly, okay. So do you think those are the best teams right now in both divisions, both conferences? Big part. You think those are the best teams in both conferences right That's, now? Yeah, you asked me for my pick. I gave you my pick. In the center. Okay. Uh, Rick, who you, who you like so far in the AFC to be the favorite in, in the NFC? Well, I, I know time is moving pretty fast, so before we even get out of here, Chosen, Chris, and, and Rodney, Royce, I want to wish all of you a happy Thanksgiving eat. Good, sit up and get fat. Do your thing. Yeah, already. Right on. You know, now, right on. I do think that the Jets are going to win the AFC. Ooh, strong words. Yeah, I think the Jets will win the AFC. That's it. Uh, what about okay. the NFC? <laughs> what about the NFC? <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, I, I, I will take what that. Well, let me, let me finish. What about the NFC? Well, you know, at this point, you know, I, I I decline to answer that question. You know, I really think that the Jets are going to win the AFC. Mm. Yeah. Sound like you think the Cowboys yeah. win the NFC? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, just Come say, on, you just say, Cowboys. Until 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 the Cowboys are mathematically out, I'm I'm not picking against the Cowboys, man. That's why you didn't pick nobody. Don't. <laughs> All right, Tozer, who you like in the AFC right now? Who you like in the NFC? Now, I just got to say that I, I, I don't really like how how, uh, how Mr. Chris, you know what I'm saying, insulted the Cowboys, and we rolled with the Patriots <laughs> acknowledging their, 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 their goodness. But they are number two to the Cowboys, and they will lose to the Jets. And I told everybody at the beginning of the season, it's just too much O out there, and, and Bill Belichick is not ready. Everybody has to be dethroned. As far as the mm-hmm. NFC, you know, hey, the way the Eagles played the Giants, they made a believer out of me. I, I say the Eagles, man, they're coming out the hardest division in the NFC, and, right, you know, right. anybody that can beat the Cowboys can win the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. There you go. That's 17, isn't it? Uh, 
Oh, no. <laughs> the NFC is not going to beat the AFC pretty much this year in the ball Okay, game. well, Chris, who you, pick, who you, we know who you're picking in the AFC, but who's your favorite right now in the NFC? Eagles, man. I got to roll with Mike, man. I mean, Mike is the truth, man. That's what that is, man. I mean, I'm just, I'm just calm, like I see it. The only, the only person I see that can really just kind of really give it to the AFC as far as making them have to really work as far as defense wise, because defense wins championships. And I mean, it's gonna be, have, it's gonna have to be the Eagles, man. I mean, he is the truth, man. The boy can easily put up points, man, running in or. He can, he can throw, you know, 80 yards, man, and, and can run 40 and run the same 80. You know what I'm saying? So, to me, he's a double threat. I mean, he's like Tom Brady and, and uh, and uh, shoot, like Walter Payton all in one package. You know what I'm saying? Like he, he is what it is. I mean, I don't see nobody else really just kind of giving the AFC that much competition in the ball game, man. I mean, the AFC is going to be the it. NFC for sure. I find it really funny nobody mentioned teams like Pittsburgh, teams like Baltimore, you know, other AFC teams that are doing really, really well right now. Nobody seemed to mention NFC teams like Atlanta, like Tampa Bay. I thought about Atlanta. That, that are, that well, you, are winning, you some, winning some big games right now. Well, you pick them. Yeah. If I had to go to the AFC I, team, I gotta my team. AFC team to, to win it all is going to be the Baltimore Ravens. Ah, okay. The Baltimore Ravens. I think they'll beat the Jets, and I think they'll I think they'll pound the Patriots. That's, that's my opinion. It's all good. <laughs> and then, as far as the NFC goes, the best team looking looking right now has got to be. I, I like the Eagles. I like what the Eagles are doing. But you got other teams out there playing well, like Green Bay. You got teams like. The Bears, who are seven and three, right well, now. You pick them. If I had to go to the <laughs> NFC team, I think it's gonna win. The whole thing right now, I'm going with the Cowboys. Oh man! I'm not scared to say it. The Cowboys look like the best team in the NFC right now. Period. The way they playing, they like the best team in the NFC. Good night, uh, everybody. Happy Thanksgiving. Right now, pray yeah. for how they do. Right? How they do. <laughs> What's up, bro? Come on, man. Now, we do, we do, we do. Everybody on the show does want to wish everyone a happy Thanksgiving. And, of course, we'll yeah. be on next Thursday. We'll be, we'll be on on Friday. We'll get a chance to preview the Mavs versus the Heat. On Saturday, we'll wrap up Thursday's games. We'll talk about another Cowboy win. And we'll we'll basically get into a lot more information. And again, guys, stay in contact with the show, RF Sports Sports Radio We thank everyone for listening, and we'll see you guys on Friday. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry. Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah. Oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, over by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.